Hey, profitable creators. I'm Molly Kaiser, and I went from being an art school dropout with just 81 cents to my name to building an online education business, helping thousands of creative business owners around the world. Each week, I have the honor of interviewing six-figure entrepreneurs about what's working best for them right now, the biggest lessons they've learned, and their top tangible takeaways you can put into place for your business. This is the Profitable Creator Podcast. All right, guys, today I am here with Cole. Cole rapidly scaled his online education company from zero to over 150,000 customers in a few short years before selling the company. Cole's current focus is helping other business owners scale their businesses in highly efficient ways so they can create more impact while growing dramatically without sacrificing business profits. Welcome, Cole. Hey, thanks so much. Super excited to chat. Um, We were just chatting before this and I'm excited to just be able to go really deep right away. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, how you got started with your online business and then like where you are right now today. Yeah. So, I mean, that first online business, um, Cole's classroom, which we similar to your path, teach uh, photography. I just, I remember just like, I'm trying to, I stalled because I want to know how deep to go, but I'm going to summarize the deep (laughs) <laughs> so that we don't take up too much time. I was on a photo shoot actually, cause I actually was a photographer and I was taking some photos for a friend, some branding photos and he had an online business. And I basically was like, Hey, how's that business going for you? And he said, he'd been killing it. And it, he just made it seem so easy and effortless <laughs> and I'm spare. I'm sparing some details for the sake of time. But basically right then I was like, maybe I should teach photography online. And he's like, Oh yeah, you'd kill it. This was back in 2012. And um, so I went and did that. And I started and I just got started. I, I, I started a YouTube channel. I, I had a WordPress blog and I just started bef- waking up early before going to the gym, before going to work and either taking a break from editing the wedding photos that we were doing and making tutorials. And I just remember how great it felt when we first started getting our first email subscribers. And then when we, a year later, when we launched our first product, I just remember how crazy exciting it was seeing that $197 come through while I was at my corporate day job, by the way. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a sort of a humble and a slow start, unlike what I was sort of expecting. And, um, you know, we really didn't start to get momentum until about 12 months in. And then um, sort of really the 12 months from that, we went from 100,000 to basically 1.5 million and then doubled the business uh, a bit more and then some That's and then ultimately sold. In a year to 1.5 million the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, so. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean like the, the sort of cool part about that other than the 10 X or whatever it is, is okay. like we actually, that was when we quit our day job. So we were doing full-time wedding photography. We were full-time and I say we, my wife and I back then girlfriend, um, we were doing So we we're doing weddings. we had our day jobs. And we were doing, well, I was doing Cole's classroom and it was just got too much. We did that for like literally, I think like three years, just nonstop. And finally we're like, you know what, let's see how much we can do with just photography and the online education. And, um, I just remember going to actually digital marketers traffic and conversion conference and Ryan Dice was on stage. Um, and he said something like, 
all these businesses say that they have a traffic problem, but there's no such thing as a traffic problem because you just go to the traffic store and buy some, <laughs> which of course was Google and Facebook. And I was just like, oh, because our goal was to double the business. If we went from like 130,000, that was the actual number, 130 to like 250, we were going to be pumped and basically not lose any money from ditching the corporate jobs. So learning how to basically get customers on autopilot is what took us from that 130,000 to 1.5 million, literally pretty much overnight. That's awesome. So being as that you're somebody who's done this once successfully and even, you know, got acquired and sold the business for those that are getting started with their course, what do you think are some of the major like pitfalls that they might come across and things that you would say, like, Hey, I've made the mistakes. <laughs> Watch out for these yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an awesome question. I think that the biggest mistakes I see with the consulting clients that we have is basically people really focus on either just the product or just the audience. And, and what, and in either case, that's not really a good thing because a lot of people focus just on the product and they'll spend all this time to make it perfect. Mm -hmm. But then, well, what happens if you have no audience or even if you have the audience, but that's not the right product for them. So one mistake, I'm just going to like spitball ideas, but one mistake is like people don't let the, they don't talk to their audience to understand what the heck they are struggling with to begin with, to understand and use that to build the right product for them. So a lot of times people are just like, I'm good at this. So, and I think that this is going to be perfect. And everyone's going to love it. And we get, we let our egos get in the way rather than just being like, I don't know what my people want or how I can help them. So let me just go ask them. So that's one mistake. And the other mistake I think is, is not having the like, start thinking about the end in mind. I don't mean selling a company. I mean like the end goal should not be to like launch this thing or get a smattering of customers here and there. Like, Oh, I got two sales today. And then like zilch, zilch, zilch. And then like two weeks later, Oh, I got one, you know, like that's not a business and we should all be thinking of how to create a business. And one key aspect of creating and running a business is that it runs without you. And the best way that it can run without you is to let it grow without you too. So thinking about how to take your expertise or your product and then build an evergreen selling system around that is I think where most people falter and they just sort of, I got my course, I got some people, they're going to come and show up on my doorstep and I'm going to make all this money and it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You have to have process and people and, and, and build that bridge to, to bring it all full circle. Totally. I think just to kind of touch on that a bit, I definitely think that you, like you get that, that exciting hit of like, Oh, I had a launch and I made these sales. And so I'm just going to keep doing that. But as somebody who's done that, um, it's very stressful and you'll burn out really quickly. And like you said, it's not a real business model. No. Um, you know, you, like you said, and <laughs> I really liked what you said about your business has to also grow without you. And I think one of the biggest pieces is patience because I think people sometimes that they know they should automate it and then they right. go to do it and they don't get a sale like immediately. And so instead of keeping working on the automation and I feel like you're like a big data guy. So what would you say to <laughs> creatives? Yeah. <laughs> what would you say to creatives that are, you know, 
they're not really looking at the numbers as much and they're not as patient and they want to just keep like launching and feeling that mm-hmm. excitement, I guess. Well, I, first of all, I think launching is just a marketing tactic period. So whether you're, whether you label yourself as a creative or otherwise at the end of the day, you're, you have a business now. Um, and you know, the, we have to appreciate that tactics are just that they're just a tactic, but you, what you may be lacking and what every business needs is the right strategy that can include tactics within that. Right. So like, I'm going to totally probably botch some stupid like analogy, but I'm thinking of like a hammer and a nail kind of thing, right? Like if I have to go like there's strategy to go and build a like dresser, the tack, you know, but there's going to be little like components of that process that may be a tactic. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, it's totally stupid analogy, but it's the same thing because I've in the course of scaling the business from that six figures to multiple seven figures in profit, like we've seen, kind of it all in terms of the like evolution of tactics and the ones that have were once amazing and then lose their luster and launching has continued to do that. And webinars have done that and ads period ads to just purely to an offer have done that challenges will be next. Everything has a life cycle to it. No one is, And I think another mistake that people have that I've seen even in our own network is like, they got this webinar that's just printing money. They're just like, it's killing it. And I'm like, cool, crank it up as much as you can, but then just know that one day it's going to peter out. Ah, And it doesn't matter if it's six months, 12 months. I've seen some that are even longer, but inevitably they all end up crapping out. And then what? So nobody can hang their hat on just sort of one tactic. So I got a little bit off base there. You can see I get passionate about this stuff. So from a data perspective to a creative, basically we have to understand that the best thing I can tell anyone who's trying to grow or even just start a business is fundamentals is you have to be able to have a customer worth more than how much it costs to acquire them, period. And, 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 and if you aren't doing any paid advertising, you're never going to have control of your growth ever. If you just are like, Oh, I'll just keep doing Insta stories and I'll just keep, you know, get one here and there. That's cool. But then you're the business for one, and that's going to get old and nobody's going to ever want to acquire you. And you're going to get stuck with the business and you're never going to be able to put the business on autopilot. So we all need to accept if we actually want to grow, we need to be able to use paid advertising. And without getting confusing, you have to be able to know on average, how much is a customer worth to me, which I'll tell you the formula, which is really easy in a minute. And how much did it cost to get that customer? So, so if some of you aren't data people, here's how to do it. Let's pretend that you spent a thousand dollars on ads for a launch. Like I said, it doesn't matter if it's a launch or a webinar or whatever. Let's say that your product is worth, um, you sold for, I have to get my calculator now, <laughs> just so I don't screw this up. My, I'm pretty good at mental math. He's like, it's really simple. Let me grab my calculator. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I've also done this before and then screwed it up and on yeah, camera. You're, you're so let's say you spent a thousand bucks and let's say that your product cost $100 for simple math and you got 10 customers, right? So that means you spent a thousand 
and you got 10 customers. So the cost per customer, you take your thousand that you spent, you got 10 customers. So a thousand divided by 10, you spent, you there, it costs you a hundred bucks to get one customer. Now, if you're only, if the product that they bought was a hundred dollars, you broke even period. So that's like your worst, that's like your best case scenario. Like I didn't make money, but I didn't lose, but now I can sell them more stuff. Mm-hmm. But what happens, you have, then... what happens if you have nothing else to sell them? Mm-hmm. If you, so here's another mistake is people only have one product. Well, then you're, you got nothing. So that's a sort of silly example. But let's say now that that thousand dollars still got you 10 people. So you still paid only a hundred dollars to get a customer, but maybe now the product's worth $500. Well, now you made 10, let me just make sure I do this right. And yeah, 10, yeah, five, 5,000. Good. See, I'm just checking my math here. So if you spent a thousand and got 5,000, now next time you launch, guess what? You shouldn't spend only a thousand bucks because you now know that the data is on your side. So anyways, I'll be quiet now. I like data. No, it's great. I mean, it, I feel like it's it's something that seems really simple once you've properly done this. Cause like to me, it's just like, Oh yeah. you know. But before we had done this, even though it sounds simple, I was totally like, I used to totally be in the, like, if there's no pain, there's no gain. Like you got to grind, 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 launch, launch, launch. And like, I just wish somebody had told me this sooner. So I'm happy for those of you that are learning this earlier on. Um, so I would like to ask you, let's see here. What are the, what is one of the best ways that you have learned to better balance, um, you know, your career with your life? I know, I don't remember if you said this before we started recording or not, but I know you said you like to go fishing a lot. So do you have any like, um, tips for that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest thing is just identifying, I mean, the short answer is building a team. Right. That, I mean, just like in your head, you got to figure out once you have like sales coming in and that's why it's so important to not just focus on launching and not just be like, no ads for me. Like you need to get the business to run to at least sort of show that there's some, you need to have a base, right? It doesn't matter if it's 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month, everything in between or bigger. Like, the, uh, the point is, is it needs to be predictable and there's a million ways you can do that. The easiest way is it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to have like software or recurring revenue. It just means you have to have leads and customers coming in on autopilot. So you have some trends and not just payment plans guys. Cause I've seen a lot yeah. of people say, well, when I launch, I like payment plans cause that's predictable income. I'm like, it's well, not. until you don't, what also is predictable is you aren't going to get about <laughs> a third of those. Yeah, sure. totally agree. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so step one is to get the business to a stage. Cause like, trust me, I did everything just like Molly. I did everything before I hired people out and there's plenty of value in that. So I'm not one to like come here and be like, don't work in your business. No, you should, because you need to learn it and at least be dangerous enough before you go and hire it out and document it. So you exactly train. So once the business is sort of bringing in something, I'm a big fan of bringing on team members. Um, and in my, I know we have this cool guide called at rapid scale system.com that I think Molly will put up a link, but in there, I actually have like a phase one team that I recommend. So like, if you're have no team, here's the people you need for phase one, and then here's phase two. 
it's stuff like a customer support person and then like a full stack, like direct response marketer, somebody who can do email marketing, build your sales funnels, ideally even, ideally even run, go, go away. Somebody calling me on Google. Um, um, so ideally somebody that can also run ads for you. Right. Um, and essentially that could almost be it. And then maybe a content person, if you're doing SEO or if you don't like doing social then get somebody else doing that. And that's kind of off the top of my head. That's, those are your three, right? People. Now where most people go wrong is they think that they need to have like hire these people for full time. And they think that they like, Oh, you know, employment's employees are expensive. Yeah, they are. So you don't have to hire them full time, like hire them as contractors. And one thing that I always do is since I've always sort of done the initial work. And like I said, if it's not you, then talk to the person who is helping you and really identify how much time is actually needed from them. It, we had a team um, up until literally a couple months ago, our team was like 12 people, all contractors, except for like two. And on average, the average person worked like four hours a day. So it was very much that like part ish time contractor. And, um, that once when you have that team, then you can document as Molly said, document what needs to be done. And if it's not you, then teach them. And then once they know it, then have them document it. So then when you need to have another customer support person, come on, you aren't involved at all. They teach them and you just build that out. So the truth is, is it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight, but you very quickly can get to the point where you just remove yourself. And one of the best ways to understand where to remove yourself from is I just think of this like four step quadrant or box quadrant, I should say. One sort of side is like, what am I, what do I enjoy doing? And what do I not enjoy doing? So what are the stuff I like? What is stuff I don't like doing? And then over here, what am I really good at? And what am I not good at? And then hire out all the stuff you don't like and the stuff you aren't good at. I actually like data. So I kept that on because I, that's the strategy stuff. That's the, that's the sizzle. And that's what I like. And if you don't like data, I do think you should try to, to like it. <laughs> At least understand and appreciate yeah, exactly. it and get an expert for sure. Because, you know, I do think outsourcing ads can work or like, you know, just one example for data, but I think you do need to understand it first. I think it's yeah. really great that you brought that up. So, okay. It's your money and nobody's going to like, care about your money like you will yeah because i used to think like oh agencies don't work and then i realized over the years like well no i just didn't understand anything <laughs> about ads <laughs> so you know that's yeah anyways um talking about common misconceptions but so lots of great tips in there and i would love it if you could share with everyone because there's there's so much more we could go into but your your free pdf i've downloaded it it's really good and i feel like you know you shared some good tips here but this really lays everything out so right. yeah can you tell them about it and where they can get it yeah you bet um so basically what i did is i just tried to put everything that i sort of know and i've learned into one document that same stuff i give away and i sort of go through with my one-on-one -on -one consulting clients but um, it's 8,300 words. So don't let that scare you. I do think it's neatly organized, but I'm giving it away for free. Um, at least for now it's free. So just go to rapid scale That'll get you there. And, um, 
it's some really good stuff. And I, I'm just trying to help as many people as I can. And, and it's, um, there's nothing more impactful than, you know, making money's great, having a business good, selling business good, but time and time again, over the years, the most, like the best I've ever felt and the most impact I've ever had is helping other businesses break through and sort of have aha moments that like they can make significantly more in, income and impact for their clients. So hopefully that helps you. And if so, then email me and let me know. Awesome. Thank you so much. And very last question for you. Is there one kind of social media platform people could connect with you on? Yeah, I'm on Facebook the most. Um, and you can probably get the link if you go to my personal website, colehumphis.com. Any social that I do have will be linked in there. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm sure that we will chat again very soon. I hope so. Thanks, Molly. Hey, Profitable Creator. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the Profitable Creator Podcast. We put out new episodes every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you'd support us by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. As a thank you, we'd love to send you a free PDF on how to choose your profitable course idea for your business. Just go to ProfitableCourses.com to download. That's ProfitableCourses.com. See you next time.